And welcome, people, to another breakdown but preview style, talking about the Fiesta Bowl just days away. We've had our resident experts with some time in the lab. Of course, they looked at the recruiting class. If you missed that breakdown, be sure to check it out on the YouTube page. We got clips over on the MichiganInsider.com commentary as we've gone through and and, uh, transcribed a lot of it. That's coming to you on TMI as well. Uh, But also, our crew, they've been looking at the game film, looking at TCU all season long and seeing what they do and seeing how Michigan might attack what they do or defend what they do. Joining us to break down that TCU offense, that attack that her Sonny Dyke say, hey, man, they don't we, we got speed. We're more of a more of a speed offense, as if to say that Michigan hadn't really seen what TCU brings to the table speed wise. I like to think Ohio State Vance Bedford was a pretty fast team, but we'll get your breakdown of the TCU Horn Frogs coming up. Before we do, want to remind those of you uh, who are watching this on YouTube, if you like this breakdown, be sure to like the video, be sure to subscribe to the channel, be sure to take advantage of all of our offerings over on the MichiganInsider.com, which you can get in on right now for 50% off, while uh, only for a little while longer, so be sure to take advantage while the time is, is still going on right now. In the meantime, in between time, Vance Beffer, hope you had a Merry Christmas, man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing fantastic. I had a great Christmas. Uh, it's warmed up a little bit. You know, last time we spoke, it was uh, when she was like a minus 15. You know, so right now it's, it's uh, about 40 degrees outside. The roads are getting better. I was out there tipping away ice in my driveway. <laughs> so it's, it's still some stuff on the ground. Hey, man, it's, it's, it's a beast out there. I was out shoveling snow yesterday. You know, I had to change the oil in the snowblower, went out there, went to work. I was out there for a long time. It was Ooh, so Yeah, it, it's bad out. back East. Buffalo's really getting in. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just tough all over the country right now. No doubt. All right, but, you know, the Wolverines don't have to worry about ice or snow. They're out in the desert right now uh, getting ready to take on the TCU Horn Frogs, the team that was the surprise of the Big 12, if not the surprise of the country with the way they played in Vance. I, I know you watched them being a Big 12 guy. You watched them all season long, and one thing you can say about TCU, they won the game. They won games every which way. They came from behind. They were able to run the football. They hit big plays through the air. They were able to win uh, tight games with with a uh, with a field goal. They were able to come from behind by double digits. They were able to win on the road. One thing they weren't quite able to do was win that Big 12 title game, but by that point, I was convinced they were one of the top four teams in the country, at least to me. They were, you know, they're a veteran team. Uh, the offensive line, I think the youngest guy on the offensive line is a redshirt junior. Most of those guys are, are redshirt seniors or they transfers. The quarterback's a veteran. Across their board, it's a senior team. They don't panic. And people think they're really a passing uh, team. They really aren't. They want to run the football. I mean, they got behind in, in three or four games this year. They never abandoned the run. They kept running the football and they waited. And if you gave them something in the past game, they would take it. If they want to run the football, and for us to win this ball game, we need to stop the big plays in the run game. We do that, we'll be okay. So uh, a couple of things, Vance. I mean, tell me if you agree with this, because I want your, your broad strokes of this TCU offense. You know, her Sonny Dykes talking about their speed and, you know, kind of saying that they kind of contrasting styles. He was talking about how if you stop, you know, stop Michigan's offense, you got to stop the run. And we're a little bit different. We're We're more of a speed team. And, you know, look, a whole lot of teams, every team this season have been saying stop Michigan's run game and you stop Michigan. And nobody's been able to do it. That's number one. Number two, 
you know, speed teams, they just saw one of the fastest teams in the country in Ohio State. To me, what sets TCU apart is the quarterback. I think Michigan will see better quarterback play in this game than they saw when they played Ohio State. I think this dude, Max Duggan, I think that he is more of a ball player. He may not be the the arm talent. Or he may not have the ball placement of of C.J. Stroud, but I think he's more of a ball player than C.J. Stroud Vance. You know, he can beat you with his legs. C.J. did not want to run the football. This guy here is dangerous. If he dropped back to pass, he can pull it down and scramble on you. They run RPOs, the zone replay, run the counter, RPO. You need to always take into effect what he can do. And this kid never panics. And the difference between, you know, look at Ohio State and TCU. Ohio State refused to run the football. You look at the first quarter, what did Ohio State do? They ran the football, went right down the field. And all of a sudden, Ryan, they say, you know what? This is not pretty. We're going to throw the football and play them to our hands. Well, TCU, they're going to continue to run the football. They're going to, they, they look to find a play. They'll run the counter on you. They'll run the quarterback power. They'll run the zone replay. They're looking for a play that they like against what you're doing. And you're going to see that play five or six times in the game. TCU's receivers remind me more of uh, Michigan State's. Mm-hmm. Six four, six five, probably a little bit faster. Jump ball guys. That's what they are. They they're not Ohio State. Ohio State got first round pick of wide receivers. Okay, I think TCU is a faster version of Michigan State wide receivers. Six four, six five guys. Third down and four five. Body position basketball in the red zone. Jump balls. So one thing we need to be ready for. We got to take away the fade on these guys. Take away outside levers. Make them throw slants. And they do certain things formation-wise, Sam, you know what they're going to do. This is a West Coast spread team. That makes no sense, does it? Three-step, five-step. You're going to see all slants, all curls. I call it bullets. Which to the three-man side, number one is vertical, two and three doing five-yard outs. Or if it's third down and five, a spot route. In other words, number one is doing like an inside hits, number two a corner route, number three going to the flat. That's all West Coast. And then they do some other things, your typical spreads, teams, uh, zone replay, RPOs. But they got a nice little scheme. I like they do offensively. It's going to be a challenge for the Michigan's defense. Look, I'm going to give you guys opportunities, like I always do, to ask questions of the man himself, Vance Bedford. But I'm going to lean into this a little bit. Uh, I don't, Kwame, I don't know if it's Kwame or, or or Kwame. I've heard it both. You know, Kwame is one of one of my rappers from back in the day. Kwame. This is Kwame Kilpatrick. I don't know quite how you pronounce it, but I'm just going to call you. I'm going to call you Kwame for now. I do think that C.J. Stroud, skill set-wise, Vance, I want you to go with me on this. I think that he's everything that you want in a pro. I think, I think he's, a, he's a great college quarterback. You said it right on point. C.J. Stroud, arm talent, is as good as anybody in college football. He's the type of guy the NFL is trying to figure out where is he? What's missing with him? He can make every throw, but it, it seems like in tough situations, he don't make those plays. He comes up short. But Max Dugan's not afraid of the challenge. Come on, now, that's what let's I'm go talking. back to TCU in the conference championship game. Sam, I still don't get it. They got first and goal in the three, and they take the ball out of his hands mm-hmm. four straight times. Mm-hmm. If I'm offensive coordinator, first of all, he got me to overtime. 
Then he, on overtime, he gets me down there. Those who's going to have the ball four straight times. Well, there's two quarterbacks, three sneaks against, I think it was Oklahoma State. It's third down and three. They've gotten shot, shotgun, Sam, and ran quarterback power for a touchdown. So guess who's running the ball for me? If I got to call timeout and give us some oxygen on the sideline or some water and Gatorade, Matt is running the ball for me. They lost the game. They took the ball out of their best football players' hands. It's just that simple. I'm not a coach, but I hang with a lot of them, Vance. I hang with a lot of them, but I'm just – look, intangibles matter more at the quarterback – to me, matter more at the quarterback position than any position on the football field. And so, yeah, C.J. Stroud, better arm talent. C.J. Stroud, better ball placement. But when his team needed a play, did he ever make it? Did he ever make the play? And that was a game where he really, quiet as kept, as long as he held the football, he should have been running it more. Yes. Max Duggan's going to run that football. So that dude, that is, if I'm Sonny Dykes and I'm heading into this game, that's what I'm looking at, Vance. What is the, the, the biggest advantage or, or the best weapon I have? And it's not my speed. It's my quarterback. My quarterback is the X factor in this game because he's a ball player. He's not better skill set. He's not going to win the combine over C.J. Stroud. But ball player-wise, playmaker-wise, I need a yard. I need a play. I need you to get me a first down, find a way. That guy, give me Max Duggan. I'm going to add something to that. Also, I'm going to add to play calling. Their play callers give them a chance to win ball games. They, they always searching for a play to call. They never abandon the run. And they attack what you do. Ohio State said my players are better than your players, so I'm gonna I'm playing one-on-one football. Mm-hmm. That's Ohio State. I was concerned about Ohio State throwing flags and pass over routes. We talked about that earlier in the year. We get in a ball game. I never saw those plays. Well, I'm watching TCU. It seems like they come up. They're a great second-half team, Sam. They come up in the second half. They make adjustments to attack what you're scheming them up with, and now all of a sudden they're gonna attack what you're doing against. Uh, one game, I saw no counters in the first half. The first series in the third quarter, I saw three counters. Mm-hmm. They they searched, and all of a sudden, I saw the quarterback off the counter running the football. He fakes the counter, Sam pulls it, 15, 20 yards. So they do a great job of play calling. Well, to be honest, Ryan Day, he's kind of taking a step back. He wants to win perfect. He wants to throw the football, and everybody's saying, oh, they win great. C.J. Krause won the Heisman Trophy. Forget about winning my man the Heisman Trophy. Let's go win ball games. And that's what that's what Sonny Dykes does. Hey man, and so here's the crazy thing. You know, watching TCU, they were the team, and you know, I've watched watched the Texas watch uh basically Texas, Kansas, Baylor, Kansas State, uh, watched a bunch of it with, with Al. And the thing that stuck out with, to me is all the teams in the Big 12 want to be pretty. TCU was the was the grittiest. Right, they all trying to trick you. That that's the trickeration league right there. There is not even a, a close, not a reasonable facsimile of what Michigan brings to the table physicality wise in that league. They just Except have not Kansas, State. Kansas State is hard hitting them out. You know, that guy came from North Dakota, North Dakota State, I believe it is. Well, he won a couple of national championships. They're gonna get in two backs, they're gonna get in twelve personnel, twenty-two personnel. They're gonna see how tough you are, but then they'll spread you out too. But they're going to play a physical ball game. And you can see why they should have beat TCU twice. They had them, I think the first time they played them, it's in the second quarter. It's 28 to 10, Kansas State. 
And TCU just kept running the football and they popped along. Somebody screwed up in a run fit, and all of a sudden it's a 55 yard play. And that's how they got back in the ball game. But otherwise, that's your right. I mean, you they run a lot of three down defensively, so you can scheme that up. Well, we don't do that at Michigan. We're going to be in four down. We're going to be in bare defense. We're going to blitz different guys. We're going to keep you off balance. And the one thing TCU has struggled with is pressure. Everybody who pressured TCU's offense has given TCU's problems. Texas in the first half, they blitzed TCU like crazy. They come back in the second half, didn't blitz as much, and they gave the quarterback time. And guess what he did? They paid the price for it. So let's talk about how you defend that quarterback. Because I'm thinking of a couple of couple of sequences uh, from a very good defense. I mean, Michigan is top ten in scoring defense, and I mean they 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 statistically are clearly one of the best defenses in the country. But there have been some times where you've called out some things like you. So we'll we'll talk about what are the responsibilities of your front sideline. But we, we're going to get into all of that. But I want to focus specifically on the long run from Penn State. Long QB run from Penn State. Then there was a, a play against Indiana where you could tell there was com- some confusion on who had quarterback responsibilities. I don't know if you remember the, the play that I'm talking about. Yeah. So l- let's dig into how you would def- – you're the defensive coordinator – how you would defend the TCU offense specifically when it came to defending that quarterback. Do you mush rush? That's what somebody just asked in the comments. What would be your strategy for how you contain him? I'm going to get him like I've been doing. He's not the type of guy you sit back and must rush. If you do, they're going to pick our secondary part. One receiver, 6'4", one receiver, 6'5". I'm not going to give him a chance to sit back. I'm going to get him. I'm going to do what we always have done. But the biggest thing is the execution. I don't want my guys to sit back and feel like, well, i got to be patient. i got to wait. You go get it. So, for example, let's talk about the time we have rock. Well, we bring the nickel back, the angle front back side. Okay, the biggest thing is, okay, nickel back. When you're coming off the edge, what do you tell the nickel back to do? Is he a chase guy or is he a quarterback guy? So let's go back. If he's a chase guy in the front side backer, he has to hang back side. Okay, if he's a quarterback uh, guy, then the front side linebacker, he can play over the top. So, again, the biggest thing is execution. That's all it is, Sam. Mm-hmm. You don't sit back and take the aggressive play away from my guys. Turn them loose and let's go get these guys. Because the quarterback hurts you more when people will sit back and give them time. Let's not give them time. Let's go give them feel the rush lanes and don't worry about it. Uh, so it, it feels like the majority of the time, I know you said you don't know what they're coaching, how they're coaching and what they're saying, but it felt like you were pointing out the linebackers being the culprit the, the majority of the time. If you're, if you're TCU, isn't that what you're trying to attack? Michigan's linebackers? That, that's what it would seem like. I mean, whether I'm running a counter or the inside zone with a pin-pull play, is a front side linebacker, is he a spill guy or a box guy? For example, Sam, I going back to, I think it's one of the games you just talked about. We, we're in double eagle. The zero, two, threes, both backers walked up. So we're in five-man front. And they ran a counter back to the boundary. So I said, did the outside back on line of scrimmage, is he a spill player or a box player? I said, he's a box player because he's so wide. I said, now, did the front side linebacker, I said, what is he? So he ended up explain the terms to, to people when you okay when I say box, box okay box means he is gonna turn the ball back inside. Okay, a spill player means he's gonna try to spill inside out, make the ball go outside. So in that particular play, the outside backer, he turned the ball back. Now I think Barrett was a wheel backer to the boundary. I didn't know what he was doing. I didn't know if he was a spill or box guy, because then 
Your other back didn't know what to do either. So both guys got pinned inside. And the ball hit outside, and it went, it went for a huge play. So, again, there was some confusion on that play, but that wasn't the first time that it happened. So it's very important with these two to three weeks getting ready for this ball game that that's cleaned up. Because if it isn't, they will see the counter all day long. Because to me, if I'm playing Michigan right now, anytime I saw you in that double eagle look, zero, two threes, and both guys walked up, I'm checking to the counter. Because I saw during the season you had issues with that particular play. Because we play our nine techniques so wide, I know what he's going to do. He is going to turn the ball back. So now if I could pin that front side backer, missing the secondary. I know right now, if I'm TCU, I'm going to check to that particular play. If I got a second down, a medium, base, we call that defense, you're going to see the count. So they got a big receiver in Quentin Johnson on the, on the outside. You said the closest thing that Michigan has seen to that, you think, is Michigan State. Yeah. We saw that. We saw early in that game, Michigan State had a lot of success going to Keon Coleman. Michigan made an adjustment to go to cloud coverage, took him out the game. Do you anticipate that same sort of strategy in this contest with TCU's big wideout? No, because they have two big wideouts. <laughs> they don't have one but two. And Michigan State was not running the ball successfully. Therefore, we could go to that particular coverage. This team is not going to get away from running the football. We still have to stop the run. And then with our scheme with different things we're doing the secondary-wise, keep them off balance. I don't, I, I don't believe that TCU can handle our movement. The one thing I saw with their offensive line, they're big, they're veteran, but movement has given them problems. Yeah, man. They have a tendency to turn guys loose because their lateral quickness is, is, isn't great. Mm-hmm. So if we can sit and move on them and do a great job of that, we can get pressure with our front and run any kind of coverages we want to back in. Also, I think that our nose guard that we have is better than anybody they've seen in the Big 12. They had not seen a guy like him. And so I think that's an advantage to us. We need to win those particular battles up front with our down line linemen. Because if they can find a way to attack our two linebackers and we don't fit the ball right, it's going to be on our secondary to make some plays. I'm concerned about that running back because he's going to distance on a whole lot of people once he broke past the, the front line of scrimmage. So I'm concerned about that. So we need to have good run fits in that situation. Yeah, Vance, it's funny you mentioned that. I think this could be a really good day for Big Mike. You know, Big Mike, what I, you know, I, he was no, nursing a lower extremity uh, in injury. Uh, they, you know, just held him out of the Big Ten championship game. All signs point to him being, you know, ready to go in this championship game or in this uh, semifinal game. I think their right tackle. I think their right tackle is, like you said, lateral quickness. I think it's a problem for that dude. I think Big Mike could have a big game in this game. I, I know someone in the comments was saying Michigan has problems getting pressure with four, but this is a contest where I feel like off that edge, particularly going at that right tackle, could be one of the keys, at least when it comes to pressure for Michigan in this contest. I think you're right. If you give him a third down and long situation, the problem with that is screens show up a lot on third and long. They don't take many chances. Mm-hmm. And third down and five is quick game. It slants, it spot wrap the balls out real fast. They're getting the empty, run the same routes as they do if they got it back in the backfield set. So they don't have a lot of changes. It's all they guys doing the same thing. You see consistency in what they're doing. So the teaching's not that that tough. They can get in different formations, but all the guys run the same routes. So the ball's out quick. So we, we can get some pressure, but I think we got to blitz them. 
I got to be honest because Texas has success. Oklahoma had success. Kansas State has success. Baylor had success. All that success bringing pressure. Sitting back with four guys, they do a lot of max protection. They do it off a of flash and pass. They don't do a lot of drop back. They'll pull a guy, act like it's a run, throw down a pass rush, and they got six, seven man protection, throw the ball down the field sometimes. So you said West Coast spread offense, right? Yeah, uh, that sounds crazy, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it, it does, but it, it makes me ask you. All right, we just saw a West Coast offense. Uh, you know, P- Purdue was really able to move methodically down the football field between the twenties. Yes, with with that with that kind of strategy. So does that give you? Does that raise alarm bells for you heading into this game? Why was Purdue so successful? And do you think TCU can do some of that? I think TCU can do some of that because they already do it. I think TCU has a has better receivers and better backs, and, and that's a concern. But that's all Purdue was doing. They were trying to make sure they got never got behind the sticks. This team is more of a inside zone team. They run some stretch and some counter. But Purdue was, we're a West Coast. We want to try to make sure we stay at second and five, which they did most of the ball game, which gave us some problems. When we got them a third and long, it was like they might as well raise a white flag. It was, it, that, that's how that game went. It really did. Well, this team here, they're looking for the big shots. They're looking for a big run out of the running game. And that's why they stay patient. Our biggest thing is this. We can get them behind the sticks. We play the screens. We okay. The next thing is, that's not blow coverage in, in, in the secondary. Against Texas, Texas was winning the game. They blew two coverages, two touchdowns. Uh, I'm looking at Kansas State. Kansas State winning the ball game. They blew a coverage in the secondary. Almost the same identical route. The same route saw up every game different ways. And the route I'm talking about is this. It's a West Coast concept. It's some form of outside flood to the field. And what it is is that, number one, he clears out. Number two is running the corner route. Number number three, he's going to the flat. Mm-hmm. And that's where they run the same route. Okay, they're in a two-by-two two formation. Number one runs a post. Number two runs a post. The backside X, he comes all the way across the, the field. He's 15 yards deep in the corner. It's the same concept, and they're attacking his own football, and they hit that route in every single game for big plays. In one game, they hit it three times in a row. I'm trying to see, look at my note. I mean, I'm like, come on, guys. You don't know this route is coming. It shows up every single ball game. And that's a route that we have to defend. We got to understand that, that they're going to try to attack the deep flat, which is 15 yard deep to the field at least three times in that ball game. Because again, we're a zone football team, Sam. We really are. That's what we're, we're a quarters, quarter, quarter, half, a zone blitz team where we're on a three deep zone. So we got to get ready for that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm going to have you, before we get to questions, I'm going to have you, or maybe I'll do it at the end. I'm going to have you give okay. your defensive game plan. So keep that in, in your mind, Vance, where we, where we sort of lay out the blueprint of how you would defend TCU 
based on what Michigan does, right? Okay. You know, it's, it, how, how what Michigan does isn't necessarily what Vance Bedford uh, does, but you've seen their defense all season long, so you can put yourself with their scheme how you would attack this this TCU offense. But I want to first have you talk about the, the TCU defense and how you think they're going to defend uh, Michigan because I'm telling you, Vance, uh, look, I, I was on with, um, I think it was Andy Staples, and he said, yeah, you know, I was like, I don't think TCU is going to be able to stop Michigan from running the football. He said, well, they stopped B. John Robinson, then they stopped Texas. And I was like, what is your point? I mean, D. John Robinson, B. John Robinson is a great back, but that is not a great rushing attack. That is not a physical rushing attack. That is a team, that is not a coach who is looking to punch you in the mouth. That's a coach who's looking to trick you, Vance. That's yep. Steve Sarkeesian. He ain't trying to ram it down your throat. So you don't get a reasonable facsimile of of how TCU's defense is going to fare against a rushing attack by watching the Texas game, at least not to me. Sarkeesian and Ryan Day are two people from the same piece of a pod, as they put it. They want to look pretty. Okay, so Bijan Robinson carried the ball 12 times in that game. That was it. You got a top running back. Do you know after that game, Bijan was averaging about 20, 22 times a game? He finally realized, I don't care what they're doing, we're going to run the football. Now, he didn't know how to block it. It's like they had no idea what TCU was going to do. TCU is going to run that 33 stack up. They're going to spill spill everything. They take away all vertical seams. The linebackers play downhill. If you give them a run through, they're going to run through. So, for example, if I'm on 33 stack up, the front side linebacker, he spills. The next linebacker plays over the top, and they're going to spill it to the safety. You got to craft the safety and attack them, be the C guy. And if you can craft the safety, you got a chance. Well, Kansas State did it in, in the uh, Victoria Championship game with great success. And they stayed with it even when they had minus plays. They come right back to it and stay with it and eventually have some big plays. So we're a top team. Michigan's offense, they're going to stick with those kind of plays. If you think you're going to run in the A or B gap, it's not going to happen because they're going to score the football. Okay, for example, if you got a tight end and you got 11 personnel, that's uh, one back, one tight end. To the tight end side, they're going to play a five technique. So you're going to have a zero, and away from a tight end, it's a three technique, so the B gap is closed. Now they're going to have a guy about five yards deep sitting outside the tight end. They're going to have a linebacker to the tight end side and see gap. And they're going to have a safety sitting eight yards. If you run to the tight end side, they all score the football. Everybody centered the outside, again, to the safety. you got to get the safety. If you get him, we're on the secondary real fast. We can take it to the house. They're going to make sure they're going to take away all vertical seams in the A and B gap. They're going to force you outside because they say we can run on defense and we're going to run you down. And they've done a good job of that most of the year. Yeah, they have uh, two all Big 12 corners, uh, which is, you know, nothing that, nothing to sneeze at as much as they throw the football in that league and Josh Newton and uh, Travis Hodges Tomlinson. But I think the guy on that defense, Vance, from sitting down and watching – five, six games with, uh, with with Al is, you said, they they spill everything to the safety. Number 28, uh, Millard Bradford is a ball player, Vance. Uh, he, he he cleans up whatever mess they have. You All the one-on-one, oper- you know, one-on-one plays you ask him to make, he's making them, Vance. That, that's their guy. But here's what else jumps out. They are a hard flow team. Yes. Any whatever, whatever direction you're going with that, because you're right, you're not running up. You're not you ain't going to see split zone in this game. You ain't going to see, 
you know, them running running footballs be- between it. This is a game where it's going to be can you attack the edge? Because the teams that had success against them running the football attacked the edge, but it was how they did it. And so two things jump out to me. The Baylor game. Baylor pinned and pulled them to death, Vance. Pinned and pulled them to death, but they did it to the open side. They did it. They would pin that four eye, and then they would have their guards. So they their guards are flowing like it's a like it's a zone play one way. They would give you a hard reverse pivot and go the other way. And they got the edge at that point because the four eye is pinned inside. Remember we saw Michigan run like that, this, this counter reverse against Iowa? Yeah. We were talking about how last year in the Big Ten championship game, how they were killing the counter, killing the counter. And then Gaddis finally hit him with like an RPO off the counter, just killed him, right? Michigan in the Iowa game this year ran one counter, and it was a counter reverse with that reverse pivot action. Mm-hmm. We're going to see them. We're going to see them do that in this game. I'm, I'm guarantee you counter, pin and pull, going to be huge in this game for the Michigan offense. And I just don't think – I don't think they've seen anything close to the kind of physicality that Michigan is going to bring to those plays when, when they uh, face each other on Saturday. You know, what Michigan does offensively is like you're going to get tired of hitting our guys. That's, that's the whole philosophy about our run game. We're going to stay with it. We're going to pound you. We might get one yard. We might get two yards. We might get a minus one yard. We get a four yard. Then all of a sudden, here go 15, here go five, here go eight. And so they stay with it. And that's something they hadn't seen in the Big 12. And that's what they got to get used to. And people have put points on that defense now. That, that's not act like they send people out. They've had to outscore people, too. People move the ball on them. So they, there are some weaknesses there, and I think that we can exploit that. And see, so we're talking about everything except for one guy, J.J. Mm-hmm. I think J.J. is going to be the key. I think J.J. and his feet could be the key. I think him throwing the football is going to be important. Him running the football is going to be important. I think that in itself can throw a linebacker down. You're right, because they linebacker, they fast throw. Now they downhill. When they see something, there's no wasting motion. They downhill. They hitting gaps. They take them, making sure the ball goes outside, and they attack. And then if you open up something inside, a backer runs straight through. Texas had a fourth down and two. Like I said, they're trying to run duo. Well, <laughs> they hit the hip. The guard messed around and turned out to climb on the backer. Guess what the linebacker did? He hit B. John Robinson in the backfield for a minus one yard line. That's just dumb football. That's dumb football, Sam. <laughs> Hey, one play, they tried to have B. John Robinson be the lead blocker. The linebacker blew his ass up. It is, it is certain things. It, it's, it, it just baffles me sometimes what coaches do. I mean, yeah. really does. You, you could tell, and, and this is another, and they ran duo back-to-back plays with their back to the end zone. I'm talking about the Texas game. And their line, missed, they mistargeted it both times. They ran a duo another time, and I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the running back. And the, and the mic crashes. He, I mean, he runs to make a beeline right down. I mean, he re- getting downhill right now. And the running back just run it right at him. I'm like, man, who, te- who teach these dudes how to run? He don't even know how to run the play. So my point is they they run in the play, but they ain't running the play. Not like Michigan. No. They, just, they have the play in the playbook, but they ain't running it. Not like Michigan running. No, no. They don't have the offensive line to make adjustments. I mean, they don't run it the right way. It's a lot of things they don't do. Texas is not a running football team. Texas is a finesse football team. I've just been honest with you. They're a finesse football team. They're a great back. Remember, we were talking about Michigan State, how great their offensive line was a year ago compared to what they were this year. 
And we say, at the end of the day, what was the difference? The running back. Look what the running back doing in the NFL. When he's healthy, he's making Seattle a decent football team. Okay, now, Michigan State don't have that running back anymore. The Michigan line, their offensive line was average. So, again, at Texas, the running back making the offensive line better than what they are because he gets hit in the backfield a bunch and breaks tackles and gain yardage. I don't think he's going to hit us in the back for that much. I think offensive line is going to do a lot better job. You know, I think the uh, play calling is going to be more consistent with what we do to be physical and see how physical TCU can be. And at the end of the day, some play action pass by J.J. will make a few plays that get him out of that nine, eight, nine-man front, which will open up the running game for us. If you have questions for Vance, now's the time to get them in. We'll start asking the man the queries that you want ask but uh, you know i have one to start things off we I, I mentioned duo specifically because i think it's michigan's number one run play i mean they they run a lot of they run counters well uh they run split zone well although you you just won't see it very much in this game because of the type of defense that that uh tcu is but pin and pulls they run really really well but duo duo has been the run du jour as we call it they have hit that hard on everyone and i'm curious who in the who in the Big Twelve has run that play effectively, Vance? I mean, is there anyone in the Big Twelve that that That's comes? That's not what they do. You know, you get some zone replay, but not like we do. It's a totally different play. Now you don't really see that. I mean, it, we're more of a physical team. I mean, teams run certain plays in the Big Twelve, but not not that way. Those ones consistently start. We're gonna line up and run the football, except for maybe Kansas State, and they've had success in the conference which probably with lesser talent than most teams that have passed probably 12 years than anybody, and they win ball games because they're willing to stick to the run and shorten the ball game. That's why they've had great success there. All right, so we'll start getting to the to the questions. We'll start off first with Kwame, who, uh, who's who been really active in the chat. He said, hey, Vance, would you say Will Johnson is elite based on his performance against Ohio State and Purdue? I think the young man is elite. You've been, You've actually been saying that, Vance. I think I'm going to go with the word potential. To me, I want to see a little bit more. He, he shows signs. Each game, he's gotten better and better. And that shows a sign of a guy who could possibly be elite. And we have hopefully two more games to go. He's going to be tested. That's going to be the proof that we're looking for to say he's ready to be that guy that can go out there and shut down people right now. He's shown those signs. I want to see more consistency in the run game and tackling an open field, then we'll come back to that question after that. And I can give you a yes or no at that time. Okay. Uh, yeah, number two, definitely. Here's what you did say, though, Vance. You said by the end of the season you thought he was – do you do you still stand behind thinking that he's Michigan's top corner right now? <laughs> Not a doubt in my mind, but I don't have to coach. That's my observation. I'm looking at what he's done. And, and I go back to Ohio State game. The first play or the second play tried to run – it was like a six-yard hitch. Man, he had that receiver and asked him, how did you cross the line of scrimmage? <laughs> You're going to have a long day all day. Then I look at other guys, that the guy get a free release. And so when I look at that, he's the type of guy, hopefully he keeps that aggressive style of play and don't change who he is and what he's doing. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, he, he followed that up by talking about a, a guy you've been talking about since last year. We haven't mentioned him as much this season. But he said, also, I think Rod Moore is playing the league, number 19. What have you thought of, of Rod Moore's play this season? I thought he's, he's, he's had a good year. I mean, the thing they asked him to do, he, he showed up in every ball game. But I issue this year with been watching the corners of the linebacker. So a lot of times he hadn't been involved in as many plays that they would show up. 
But you're talking about a consistent football player. Look at all. Look at every ball game. You're gonna see the same guy every single ball game who makes plays. He don't miss many plays. I mean, whatever they ask him to do, he shows up. He's consistent. And he's a winner. He's the type of guy you win championships with. Mm-hmm. All right, Harry Cohona said. <laughs> I shouldn't even. I shouldn't even read his name. Harry says, "Vance, think of TC. You can beat us." Is that what you're saying, Vance? Is that what you get? Vance hasn't said anything. We're just talking about the ball game. Right. We do what we're supposed to do, and don't give up big plays. We've been very good at that throughout the year. Not giving up big plays, we're gonna win the ball game. Just that simple. But we're gonna sit back there, and everyone, almost every single ball game, Sam, someone in the secondary is blown the covers to allow TCU to get back in the game. TCU has been behind a lot this year. Been behind a lot, and they seem to come back and make plays. In crunch time, whether the quarterback throwing a ball or running back with a big play, if we eliminate the big plays and don't have a major bust in the secondary, we'll win this game by two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. The only way we don't win this ball game is because of a bust in the secondary or run fits when a running back hits a crease and goes for 65 or 75 yards. That's the only way they can win the ball game is get two or three big plays on us. For he, 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 you, you pointed out some, some busts, but most of the busts that we've seen have been at the linebacker level. We have seen very few busts in the secondary advance. And that gets me to some of the conversations I was having uh, in the off season where they were saying, we're going to be a better secondary, which I, you know, I, I felt like they'd be better at corner, but I was like having a hard time seeing them be being better without, without Dax. Right. And, and so the point was, and you tell me if, if you agree with this, I know you're a, a big little Mike fan, Right. And little Mike has really stepped up and been a coverage factor that they were saying from the jump that I was like, I got to see it. Well, we've seen it. But the other thing they said we haven't really touched on was we bust less. This is, they were saying this in 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 the spring and in fall camp. You didn't notice the number of busts we had last year because we got a lot of pressure. We had guys up front who covered up a lot of the busts we had on the back end. But what we're seeing in practice now is much more assignment sound. We Guys know where to be. They know where their help is. And I, I'm curious, as you watch the film this season, Vance, because you talk about not giving up the big play, have you noticed that on film that you see fewer busts on the back end this season? I think we've been a lot better. I think it, it goes to who the D.C. is. He's a secondary guy. So he's a big adjustment guy. I think that's made a huge difference. If you go back to the first couple of games of the year, I was raving about how much better our linebackers were in the past game than what they were a year ago. Both the guys were starters last year, so you can see the improvement there. But again, I think being in the same system two years in a row has made a huge difference. Having a DC, who's also a secondary guy, has been very important. Now, some of the things I think we're going to see in the past game wise, go back to Purdue game, West Coast concepts, slants. Uh, spot route, which is nothing but a hitch with a corner route and a guy in the flat, and the outside flood, which the route has given us problems this year. If I was getting ready for these guys right now, I would have had one seven on seven if I'm a corners coach, if I'm going to do all West Coast concepts against all our coverages. The next day, I'm going to do some RPO routes. The third day, I'm going to do a mixture so I got to have a good feel for it. And so I'm going to slowly prepare those guys for certain routes I think we're going to see. To the field, we're going to see a flood pattern. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first guy's going to play out with a post. You're going to see another guy somewhere around 15 yards deep in the corner, another guy somewhere two to three yards in the flat. 
that's going to attack our cover three or our quarters coverage. In other words, it's the guy who has the high flat. They're going to attack him. And so we can take that away. That's been a big play in every – like the four games. And Sam, in four games, it's been a completion. Mm-hmm. I mean, think of in four games, it's been a completion. They, they stay with that route, and they keep trying it until they hit it and trying to make you adjust to it. So hopefully we spend time to find ways to take away that route. Antoine Johnson, this is, gets to the other side of the ball. He said, I don't see how TCU is going to stop Michigan from down blocking them all day. Uh, and Michigan can cave uh, can cave that, that defensive line in. I'm, I'm curious what you think of that because I, I remember watching the Kansas State game. Uh, you were watching on TV. You said, man, they don't have an edge to the defense, Sam. They don't have an edge to the defense. But, but you know what they were doing? They were in unbalanced. They were in unbalanced formation and never adjusted. They were trying to play man. They brought the corners over. They were playing with a four-eye technique. There was nobody out there. I think they're learning less, and they're going to play more zone versus us. Mm-hmm. Because if they try to play man on us, and we give them, if you do run them balanced, they're going to have a problem. So I think they might have learned their adjustments. But they really don't care if the guys get caved in because the whole key to their defense is this. We can say our four-eye can take two guys. In other words, a tackle and guard, so if the B-gap, then both our linebackers are free. That whole defense is based off the linebackers, not the defensive line. They want to keep guys off the linebackers so those guys are free hitters. So that's going to be the key. It's not about caving the D linemen. It's about getting the linebackers. You can pin and pull and get the linebackers. We're off to the races. Mm-hmm. All right. Get to some more of the questions here. Appreciate you, David Gilbert, who said just an old school fan. Respectfully shouting out Dr. Vance. And you said, well, bless you, boys. We love the programming. High-end education. Giving you the full-scale scouting report, which at the end, I'm going to do this with Al, too. I'm going to say, okay, give me your game plan. You watch the film, you know what Michigan does, game plan it for me. So we're going to get to that here in a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I put this up earlier, but I want to give uh, this some breath to have you talk about this because a fan asked, could you, do you must rush Max Duggan? And there are a whole lot of questions in here about what do you do to slow him down? What do you do to contain him? First of all, explain what a must rush is. A must rush is explain a why you wouldn't do it. A must rush is guys, instead of attacking the offensive lineman, going to sack the quarterback, it's a controlled rush. We're going to stay in our rush lane. We're going to make sure the quarterback has to stand in the pocket and throw the football. This quarterback is good enough to beat you throwing the football. I'm going to go get him. And talk, I'm an early game plan. I'm going to blitz him early. I mean, I saw three teams run a version of what, what we've been calling rock. In other words, we're angling the front, which moving us hurt their offensive line and bringing a guy off the edge. Two things happen when it happens. You, you're forcing the quarterback to see pressure in his face. You're going to three deep zone, and you're making the quarterback have to step away from the rush. But she's done a good job of that also cuts the field as far as making throw the football. So I'm, I'm a type of guy, unless you are a Michael Vick type guy, which he isn't. He's a good runner. He's not Michael Vick, uh, uh, one of those guys. We're going to get him. We're not going to contain, control, rush. We're going to be ourselves. We're going to be aggressive and attack him. Because when you must rush, you give a quarterback time. When you give a quarterback time, receivers come open. It's just a matter of time. So don't give this quarterback time to be just throwing the ball down the field. Yeah. <laughs> Rob Smith said people about to see the difference between Big Ten and Big 12. Uh, you about to see the difference between Michigan. and Because everybody in the Big Ten not doing it like Michigan. You've seen some teams. Ryan Day tried to trick you too. Yes. Right? Ryan Day is a Big 12 coach. <laughs> Ryan Day, his offense is Big 12. I mean, if he went on and, and you know, I hate to give Urban Meyer credit. Urban ran the football. Yeah. Urban was going to hit you in the mouth. 
So he would never get away from the run game. Ryan Day is like the first quarter he ran in football with success versus us. After that, he dropped back through the ball almost every snap. He's like, that's not that, that's not pretty. I'm a pretty coach. Get get out there and get dirty. And as long as they stay pretty, Michigan will continue to beat them every year with hardball, hit them in the mouth with physical toughness. That's what our football team is. So let's be careful about Big uh, Big 12 and, and Big 10. I've been in both conference plus the SEC. So be careful what you ask for sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Robinson said, I envision a big game for, for Oki, uh, Iyabi Oki, yeah. and, uh, and Braden McGregor, two guys who have flashed at different times. Iyabi Oki, a little bit, you know, early and in the middle of the season, being an edge guy. And then Braden McGregor in that, in that, uh, that Ohio State game with Big Mike out was a difference Ooh. maker, man. He he came up huge. And I think the edge guys, their, their tackles are big and lumbering, Vance. That's the that's thing that sticks out to me. I think there's an opportunity for Michigan's edge guys to have some good days. I really do. I, I think our speed and, and our physicality, I think it's something they really haven't seen. They haven't seen a big defensive line like, like they're going to see come Saturday. And I think we're quicker than a lot of guys they've seen. In the Big 12, a lot of the linemen, defensive linemen are small because of what you see all the time. You see some up-tempo and spread, and a 330-pound guy just not going to last. And so you don't see the physical type play. So they're going to see something different. The biggest thing for us is that can we, if we get them behind the sticks, we win the ball game. First and 10, if we win, win the ball game. Because now second down and 8, 9, and 10, the whole game changes. It changes for them also because they're not an up-tempo team, but they will do it. They ever hit a big play, Sam? They're on the ball going fast. Mm-hmm. So we happen to be in a certain nickel call, a nickel personnel, and they convert a first down. They're on the ball going fast right now to keep those guys on the field, which they've had success in doing that also. All right. Uh, Valby says, do you spy? I'm talking about Duggan. Do you spy? No, I'm not, man, I'm not spying this guy. I mean, I saw what he did versus Kansas State. I saw the game, okay, and, and the Big 12 championship. I'm not worried about that. Mike Elson, I hope you're listening to this. Tell your guys to stand in rush lanes and go sack this guy. It's just that simple. Stand in your rush lanes, push the pocket, get edge pressure, and we'll be fine. The quarterback has no way to escape. Now, he didn't go down with an arm tackle. The kid is a physical uh, runner. So you got to wrap this guy up and get him on the ground. So, no, let's go get this guy. Stay in our rush lanes and go sack the quarterback, and, and let's go win the ball game. All right, Kwame's back with another advance. How should our corners play these big TCU receivers? As we started the game, look at splits. Look at the splits between one and two, and that's a lot of them play. If I'm to the three-man side, understand what routes I can get and what I have to take away, we can press these guys. We can we can get our hands on these guys. Now, we just give them free releases. We get in the jump ball situations. They sick one guy six four, one guy six five. We could be in trouble. So I'm walking up. I'm aggressive. I'm an aggressive press guy anyhow. Man, my man number two. I can see him jacking these guys up. I really do. I, I think he can have a field day. Uh, my man Turner, he gets free, release, free releases, and that's a jump ball situation, which I don't like. But if Turner decides to put his hands on these guys, we're not going to have a problem. All right. Go back to it. All right. This one from Austin Burrell. It says, Vance, do, do, do you think TCU has a player that can be a difference maker other than Duggan? Or the receivers. I mean, that's pretty that running back. Okay. That running back, if he gets a crease now, we're gonna see how fast Turner is. That little running back, now he is that crease. He can fly. So, and, and and for our safety, I don't know if we have that kind of speed. 
Turner has that kind of speed to run a guy down. That's going to be the key. Is that situation there? If he's a guy that has the speed to run a guy down, if the ball does pop free, because they're going to be consistent. They're going to run the football. They're looking for big run games because we don't fit it properly. And that's how they get back in the game. It's not in the passing game. Everybody say they're a passing team. They are running team guys. They can beat you with the pass, but they want to run the football first. All right. This one keeps coming up. I know we addressed it already. Texas, the biggest of the tw- Big 12, looked pretty strong in the front seven versus TCU uh, in Alabama. Michigan will be better, you think? Yes, not a doubt in my mind. Now, and now, hey, the Texas is big. Texas is big. I don't think they play as hard as, as Michigan players do. Now, I think they, 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 they're a little bit heavy. I mean, when I look at Texas guys, they got one guy's 310, another guy's 330. They look fat. I mean, you got stomachs hanging out. I mean, I, I'm a Texas grad. I, I, I mean, and, and I see Michigan's D-line knocking guys back and trolling line of scrimmage because of what, how we play. I see Texas guys a lot of times playing on the line of scrimmage. There's a difference. You knock them back, you control the line of scrimmage, you play on the line of scrimmage, offensive guys are winning. And that's the difference. They were big at Texas. They control the line of scrimmage, but at the same time, they gave up big plays. And the only time they got to the quarterbacks is when they blitz. So you you mentioned blitzing early. You know, someone pointed out in the comments that Michigan hasn't blitzed very much the last couple games. They didn't they didn't blitz a ton. Uh, against Ohio State at all. I thought they started to blitz more uh, in the second half. They did. That was an adjustment. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm curious in this game, because you said the teams that have been most successful against TCU, they were blitzing teams. But Mark wants to know, can the D-line get pressure up the middle with just the base for Russia? Do you think it's going to be necessary to to blitz in order to get that pressure? I believe we can get pressure, but they said we're going to get pressure all day with four-man rush. That's really not what we are, to be honest. I mean, what we are is a movement team, bringing a guy off the edge or pushing the linebacker inside, running some kind of stunt. That's when we had our best pressure. And, again, I'm going to go back to the Purdue game. The reason we put Blissett versus Purdue, the ball was out too fast. There's a lot of quick game. So this team runs from the same concepts in the past game that uh, Purdue ran, but except their running game is a lot different. And that's the difference in the two. So for us, it's like Michigan State. Let's go get them like Michigan State. Well, let's go back to the Maryland game. You said a year ago, Maryland did what? They ran counters and powers. Remember that? Mm-hmm. We got them. I was concerned about that. We got in that game. We might have saw two the entire ball game. I was saying, thank you. Thank you for not running that play. Because it hurt us the year before. Right. This team, if they run a counter early and have success, we'll see it throughout the ball game if we don't fit it. Yeah, I remember. I remember quarterback power. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember. And Max Dugan, he's he run the quarterback power. That's a, that's a concern right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's another. This is kind of outside the box. Vance picked the Ohio State Georgia game. I don't know how much Georgia you've seen this season, uh, but there's some teams. I mean, even LSU. This look quiet is kept. LSU put up a lot of yards through the air. Against that, against that Georgia defense. So Ohio State got to be thinking, hey, if if LSU could put up some, put up some big yardage, maybe maybe we could do the same thing. Do you think they're going to be able to? I do. Now LSU probably has the, not LSU, but Georgia probably has the top corner in college football. 
the first round pick. If he's only a freshman, he should come out right now. He's a first round pick. Okay, now I'm going to talk about Tennessee and Georgia. You know what Tennessee did? But Georgia did Tennessee, they blitzed them all day long. The difference was there were receivers running free the whole ball game. The quarterback is running for his life. Mm-hmm. LSU blocked the guys. So receivers who were open went up and down the football field. So we can handle the blitz. And if Stroud doesn't look at the blitz, we can Ohio State can put about 35 on them. Now, if Stroud is sitting back there, they're going to say, here we come, son. If you thought Michigan came after you, we're going to come after you right now. Coming out the tunnel, we're coming after you. Now, if he can get his Superman uniform on and so sit, sit in his pocket and throw some good balls, Ohio State, it'll be, it'll be a 35 to, to 34 game. It'll be a high-scoring game. But if he's not tough enough, then Georgia's going to put a whipping on those balls. Question uh, from Dane Richards about uh, Oki. Uh, he said, why do you think we've, uh, we haven't seen more Oki? Every time he's played, he seems to get significant pressure. Could he play a bigger role in this game? and be a game-changer? What do you think, fans? I think it depends on what they're playing. I don't I don't know why he hasn't played much. You know, the first half of the year, he didn't play as much. Then all of a sudden, he started playing a lot. Mm-hmm. They, they backed off a little bit, so I don't know the reason behind that. But I think you're going to see more of this ball game. They're going to be looking for pressure. But the only issue, though, Sam, this game is about assignment football. And if he isn't an assignment guy – can't play mm-hmm. because we don't say that the best player they have is who the quarterback. So you want to zone replay and let's say that he's in the game. He's supposed to have a quarterback. He takes the dive. The quarterback just ran for 65 yards. So if I'm in practice, me as a coach and in practice and you're taking the wrong guy consistently, in other words, you're inconsistent, well, you're going to be consistently standing next to me on the sideline. <laughs> plus <laughs> So, so couple things. remember, he came like a weekend to fall camp. That's number one. And we, we told you at the time that, you know, his, his biggest contribution that you could project was designated pass rusher. But we also said that's not all Michigan has their edge guys doing. I remember the Indiana game, you pointed out a play where assignment football and he chased the dive in that, in that game. And I remember you pointing that out. So, see, this is – this is the kind of thing that is maybe flows over the head of fans when they're just watching. Hey, it's not just about coming off the edge of Michigan. I mean, you've had other guys really, really step up. So he's been a great piece to the puzzle. Now, could he be a bigger piece in some of these games? I think someone's going to step up. We've seen that all season long. If it's not Big Mike, it's Braden McGregor. If it's not Braden McGregor, it's Jalen Harrell, right? We saw Oki. I, I think one or two of these edge guys is going to have an impact in this game because I'm just not I'm not a buyer of their tackles, Vance. I think that that is a matchup area that if I'm Michigan's defense, if I'm on the defensive side of the ball, I'm looking at my chops, thinking my guys could have a day against these big tackles they got over there. They could, but they're not a drop-back team. That's the only thing about it. See, mm-hmm. from the things you're talking about, it's about drop-back pass. This is a running team. So, so win first down, like you said. Though. But win first down is zone replay. Win first down is counter RPO. So who has a quarterback? Okay, who has this play? Somebody but have been a quarterback every single play. So the one thing you suppress against a team like this is you take the ball out. We have practice, nobody has the ball. So we're running a play, so it's strictly assignment football. 
Then you go back and put the ball in there to make sure guys understand what their responsibility is. Because, again, I, I forgot they were playing. They ran a counter. The first time they gave the ball, the next time the quarterback threw RPO, and the third time he kept the ball because nobody took him and went about 40 yards. So my whole thing about it is who has the quarterback, who chases a tackle, because another way they try to scheme me up, Sam, is called tackle route. So in other words, they're running a zone play, and the only guy that's pulling is a tackle. Mm-hmm. And we hadn't seen that play this year. And the defensive end is twofold. Defensive end, do you chase? Do you fold? Linebacker, do you stay? Do you go on the tackle rap? Because guess what? The quarterback can still do with the football. You keep the football off the tackle rap. And so, again, it's about assignment football. This game, at the end of the day, if it comes down to the fourth quarter, it's going to be about assignment football. TCU has won football games because they have been more consistent assignment-wise than other people they play. They have not beaten themselves. That's been the key. Other teams somewhere make a mistake, either turn the football over on defense, they don't fit the run right, busted coverage, all of a sudden they down 17 points, all of a sudden now it's 10 points. And all of a sudden you're on your heels defensively and offensively, next thing you know it's a three-point game, they got the ball going in to score the win. That's been their whole year. They've been behind probably eight games this year and come back when all of them have won. And that's the championship game in the Big 12. Yeah, that's why I said you need to still be coaching fans. I am coaching. Look at I'm right here. I'm coaching right now. Yeah. I'm coaching right yeah, now. Coaching you. Coaching hey, 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 Sam, I sit every day. Game come on, on my recliner. I got this phone football and I get mad. That's a dumb call. I thought I could throw it at my TV. Don't worry about cracking my TV. I wouldn't have made that dumb call. That's why I'm sitting on the bench. I can sit back and relax. Hey man, you don't have to you don't have to answer to no head coach telling you to do this and do that. You can do say what you want to say and do what you want to do. That's exactly I just kind of did that anyhow. That was part of my problem. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, hey, that's a blessing. Some of these coaches <laughs> need to be told that hey, Andre Weathers ain't no bum. Andre <laughs> Weathers can play. And, 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 and not around to say that. That's why I love Lloyd Carr. Lloyd Carr had no problems with you being honest and upfront. That's why I love Lloyd Carr. A lot of guys I work for, they didn't have that. They were a little bit intimidated of, of a guy who would speak up. But Lloyd Carr was not. That's why Lloyd had such great success all those years. He wanted you to have some input to stand up for what you believe in. All right, Vance, here's another one. We kind of talked about this. Lamar says, Worried about our linebackers covering TCU's quick slot receivers. Is that a concern of yours? No, because most of the time we're not going to be on. Most of the time it's going to be little Mike. I'm not worried about those guys. The biggest thing is they go play action pass. Can we get back around the hash marks so Dugas and Max and throw the ball hit us in the chest for an interception? That's going to be the biggest thing. Understand where guys are coming from. So, okay, I played in college. I played with a corner. Certain formation, I had to play safety. Sam, I got cracked on one time. In other words, the outside guy, they run the outside play. So the outside guy cracked in my ribs. Sam, do you know I never got cracked on again? <laughs> but you know why, Sam? It's like my daddy said, don't touch that hot stove. When I touched it, I never touched it again. I learned. Now, the biggest thing is, have our kids learned what to do? So if you make a mistake, don't make them the same mistake again. And right now, there's no time to make mistakes. If I'm a linebacker, we got a zone coverage. I got one thing to know. What's the split of number two receiver, Sam? If, he, if he's in position to crack on me in a run game, I want to know that. Because mm-hmm. they say, well, you got to call crack. I played the position. You can't hear crack as 9,000 people in the stands. 
You remember Big Mike versus Nebraska last year in the red zone? Right. He saw that receiver. He was he was looking for the crack before the before the ball was snapped. <laughs> That's how the game has to be played for a guy who's getting cracked every game, two or three times a game. Sam, he can't play. He, he, he's a weight around your neck because he's gonna get you beat. So they might get me one time, but <laughs> they're not getting me again. So no, no. Hopefully we don't figure it out for a linebacker and a linebacker. Also say, you see that split right there? He in crack mode. Number two. He's in dig mode. In other words, he's going to be in the middle between both ashes, turn and find a guy, wall him off the ball and hit you in the chest. Here, here is a great question from T. Foss, Travis Foster, right? Says, Sam Vance, with time to prepare, does Jesse Minner add new wrinkles or focus on what has worked all season? Thanks. And I want you to flip this and apply it to TCU as well because they're an odd stack team. And just size-wise, Vance, that, that just doesn't seem like a formidable – scheme to defend Michigan. But do you deviate from that too much? Like Ohio State did. Ohio State tried to get out of their DNA and play Michigan a different kind of way, and they paid for it. So I'm curious what you think about Michigan. Do you do much different? Do you expect TCU to do much different? And how did you do it as a coach getting ready for a bowl game? Did you throw in a lot of new wrinkles between the end of the season and the bowl game? No, I just – if I was good at something – I'm at the University of Louisville. We're playing – uh, University of Florida and the Sugar Bowl, and they thought they should have been playing for a national championship. They're like number four in the country, so we bought a 17-point on the dog. I was a pressure guy. I ran three down and four down. I didn't change a single thing. I got off the bus. We walked in the Superdome. I blessed them every play, every which way, but loose. Sam, they lined up and empty. We had a boundary blitz. My safety walked up like he's pressing. He came and blitzed, hit the quarterback. Our offense got the ball on the two-yard line going in. I just did what I did and got good at it. Some people put on an extra, extra wrinkle. So I look at what you're doing, what I got to take away. So based on we're going to practice what we do to take your thing away, I might have one or two different blitzes that I've seen worked against you that might show up. But at the end of the day, when things get tough, guess what you're going to do? Do what you've always done, and you've done it well. So don't confuse your kids with trying to trick somebody. If you're good at doing something, you might put in one wrinkle, but now 95% of the time, we're going to do what we do. Yeah, I, I've learned a lot from sitting down with you and and, and, and other coaches too. I mean, I, I talk to coaches a lot over the years and just trying to pick out how you think. It's a copycat game. You you try to take things that you've seen be successful, but you try to take things that you've seen be successful that sort of fit with what you do. That yes. sort of fit with who you are. Because if you try to take some stuff, Ohio State try to take what Illinois did and apply. Okay, you can't copy that. You don't, you don't have what it takes to copy that, right? But what I was talking about with that, that sort of reverse pivot, counter, or pin and pull, that fits what Michigan does. We saw Michigan do that, do that, that, that counter reverse against Iowa, taking advantage of that fast flow and hit them with a touchdown. That was a Ronnie Bell, I think, on the reverse. In that game, I am telling you, we saw we saw Baylor do it. Texas even did it some. All of them have tried to hit that that pin and pull with the reverse pivot. We're gonna see that in this game. I'm telling I am I haven't talked to Sharon about it. I haven't talked to anybody up there about it. But just looking at what they do and looking at what has been successful, we're gonna see counter, we're gonna see pin and pull, and we're gonna see something that 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 runs some misdirection off of that because Michigan does that already, and we've seen that be successful against. Against TC. My thing is that a lot of times you see people that are smaller, they run a 33 stack look. 
we might try to come with 13 personnel and say we're just going to muscle these guys. And sometimes that will get you in trouble. We do some of that as a change-up in every ball game, but be careful with thinking you can just line up and do it. Because I'm going to go back. We're playing Florida. They came up. They came up. Instead of having five offensive linemen, they put eight offensive linemen in there. It worked one play. And after that, we shut it down. It got them in trouble. So be careful of looking, well, they are small and we can do this and that. But, again, they're good at what they do now. You can come in these formations, they're going to make the ball bounce outside. And you got to understand, this is what they're going to give us, take it. Take what they give you and make them have to adjust in the course of a game to get out of that and not go back to what's been working for you all year long. So that's the name of the game. As a defensive coach, I try to take away what you do well to make you do something differently. If I can do that, I win. And But if you got coming out from doing something totally different, something new, I'm winning anyhow. I'm making you do something that you normally don't do. And I'll go back to Ohio State's defense. They went to something they don't do. And guess what? We beat the crap out of them. It's just that simple. So I think both teams are going to do what, what got them to this point. We're going to have a few wrinkles here and there, but I'm not changing the whole lot. And Mark said, you like Rocky. I ain't switching. No, no, no. Hey, hey, Adrian. <laughs> hit, hit me again. Hit, hit me in the chin again if you want. <laughs> Hey man, hey Roxanne, I'm gonna be me. I'm gonna be, be me. You have to be. Yeah, you have to be. That that's that's what got you here. Okay, like I said, you throw in a wrinkle or two, but at the end of the day, who are you? That's what the kids believe in. They want and the players. If you do something totally different, they look at you, coach. That means you don't believe in what we've been doing the whole year. That's why you don't change up totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So one more before I get your game plan. This is from Mike King. Said, Vance, are you concerned? about the TCU passing game against We talk so much about Max Duggan's ability to run the football and how much they're going to run it, counter and, you know, zone reading. Worried about that for sure. Are you worried about the passing game that TCU brings to the I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about their passing game. I'm just running a little bit concerned about our execution on certain routes. If it's a, a, a completion and tackle right there, we okay. If it's a completion missed tackle, that's what I'm concerned about. But otherwise, not, I think with this much this much time to get ready for this ball game, I'm pretty certain Jesse's going over the basic concepts that they do to make sure everything that, that Michigan's doing defensively can take away what they're doing. For example, the outside flood. They run it about three different ways, but it's still the same route. One guy clears out, one guy about 15, 18 yards deep, one guy in the flat. So if he's taking that away, to me, that's one of the biggest things they do. If he's done that, I think it's okay. And so, no, I'm not worried about it. I think if they, it's a drop-back game, we win, in my opinion, because I don't think they can block our front and the blitzes that we're going to bring at them. Gotcha. All right, so, Vance, this is this is money time. All right, you, you've you looked at all the film. You've been in of it with your coaches. Now it's about your game plan. You're getting ready for the game. Map out the game plan that you would take into this game to stop this TCU offense. I'm blitzing off the bus. First, first call for me, I'm bringing Rock. They either run inside zone, they run a wide receiver hit screen. A lot of screens this time. So, therefore, if you see three guys out wide or close together, it's screen alert. So, who's ever not blitzing, walk up on the point, take that away. I'm going to come right now. I'm taking with the zone replay, the quarterback, going to get rid of the football. And after that, I'm going back to my base call. Next play I'm coming up, I'm coming up in bear look. Good chance they're going to check to the counter, and now I'm going to blitz my corner from the bounce. So I'm trying to get after them early with movement 
disguised, and Jason done a great job in the secondary. He and Clinks were disguised in the secondary. I think that's going to be very important because they do a lot of check with me from the sideline. So I think at the same time, you got time in this ball game. If they check, we can check. So it's going to be, hey, are you playing checkers or chess? Let's go play chess right now. Hey, Rook, <laughs> Rook to pawn three. Let's go play ball just that way. But we're going to do what we've been doing the whole year. We're going to pressure. We're going to twist the front. We're going to play some man-to-man and eliminate the deep throw to number one. Remember that guy. Number one is a ball player for him. That's my concern. He reminds me of that kid from Michigan State that we talked about. I think he's the same caliber player, maybe a step faster. That's the one guy we cannot allow to get behind us in the second half. If we do that, we win the ball game. Third and seven, advantage us. The offensive line can't pass protect. All right, and do you anticipate – because you, you know they have problems. You, looking at Michigan, I mean, if they're smart. I don't know one of their players compared Michigan's rushing attack to Texas's, but, you know – I'm a novice, and I watch the film. I mean, they ain't even know that ain't no comparison. So their coaches, their coaches definitely know that's not that's not what we're about to see. So how do you anticipate them trying to to patch what they do to make them more formidable against Michigan? Like, what would you do? You you're coaching their defense. What would you do to try to make yourself more stout against this Michigan rushing attack? I'm not changing. I'm not changing. I mean, it's Texas has a huge offensive line. They're not near about as good. Uh, TCU's nose guard destroyed Texas's uh, center. Our center's going to do a better job blocking him. I think that's going to be the key. If our center can win that battle, we're going to be okay because they eliminate penetration. But, again, they line up in three down. Now, they're not always there. They do a lot of movement, guys, and they're going to make you find them. So for what they're doing, they line up in, in, in a zero and two, three techniques. In other words, both guards are covered. So that means there's no running the A or B gap. Remember now, we are a, a duo, a, a zone team. We run an A to B. Well, guess what they're taking away? The A and B gap. They're saying, we're going to make you run C and D. That's not who you really are. We do it sometimes. That's not what you are. So they're going to make us do something we normally don't do. So they play an eight, nine-man front. So one thing to take that away is coming 12 personnel. That's one back, two tight ends. But a balance set, both tight ends on the same side. A lot of times, they're going to walk a linebacker up. So to me, that particular formation gives them some problems because now it takes away some of their fast flow guys. But they're not going to sit back and worry about, well, the offensive line is better than anybody we play. We're going to do what we do. We're going to get in our 33 stack look. Our back is going to play downhill. We're going to try to keep your big boys off our linebackers. We're going to spill the football to our safety and see can your running back beat him one-on-one. Mm-hmm. You know what they're saying right now? They're going to say, your running back's not better than B. John Robinson. And Bijan can get away from our safety. So your running back definitely can't get away from our safety. That's what they're saying right now. I can promise you what they're telling those guys. That's what I'll be telling them right now myself. I think he is a very, very talented player. Very talented player. Maybe maybe the most talented running back in the country. I don't think he's a better back than Blake Corum. Now, I know Blake isn't playing in this game, but we've seen Donovan, I think, pick up and do a lot of the same things that we saw Blake do. I, I just, I I think you, and I want them to think, I want them to think, oh, we stop Bijan, we're going to stop Michigan. I want them to think that. Because The I, difference I, in the two backs and, and, and Corum is that what he, what Corum does is that he's a great inside runner. He's patient, he's patient, and they put his foot in the ground, boom, it's five, four yards, five, then boom, all of a sudden, he's going for 50. And that's what he does. He's a better inside runner than any of the other guys are. 
And I think that's the difference in all of those running backs and what he can do with inside run game. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that, Vance, because it what it does is it brings into focus what I saw watching film. I think I think he has better vision than B. John Robinson. B. John Robinson is an excellent athlete. Great feet, great burst, great speed. I think Blake's vision. And, and even, and this is something I got into with Donovan, man, because, I, you know, remember in that Purdue game, he cut back that split zone mm-hmm. and scored a touchdown. And, I, and I'm, I'm looking at the play, being a novice. I said, Donovan, what did you see, man? Because yeah, I'm looking play side, and I see five yards right there play side. But you don't take it, right? Why did you turn that down to cut it back? And he said, I saw a touchdown backside. Yeah. How did you see a touchdown backside? It's a man out there, and another dude fell off a block. He said, I saw space. You give me space, I can He's make plays. So he wasn't just he wasn't just out there freelancing. He saw, he said, I got space to make a move on that guy. He did and ran through five tackles. Bijan Robinson, I'm watching him on it was a counter play, Vance. And he has a convoy in front of him. And he cut it back for three, four yards. But I'm like, man, you got 20. But if you ever watch him play, I, I watch every Texas game. Bijan looking for the home run every time. Every time. And, and that's why sometimes he makes cuts when he shouldn't make cuts. Sometimes he should just stay on track. Stay on your track, hit it and get it. He's always looking to make cuts. You know why? He doesn't trust the guys blocking for him. Okay, now Blake is a guy. Blake is going to stay on track, and he's looking to get that burst inside. You just made a comment about Donovan. Donovan has something to beat you on him. He looks for a home run. He does. He does. And sometimes that's not the right thing to do. Okay, against Ohio State, fantastic. But other times it's it's three or four-yard gain that we need. So now it's not second down and nine and ten. It's second down and five and six. And so it's plus or the minus. And when I watch, watch Blake run, Blake got me that. And if it's there, he'll take it. But he's going to stay on track more. That's why I asked the question to, to Donovan about that particular play. Because it, it was five yards there playing this day. He said he saw a linebacker in hole. But you saw a linebacker in hole five yards down the field. Yeah. Why didn't you Why didn't you take it? And he said, I saw a touchdown backside. And, I, and so I'm trying to figure out, do you see a touchdown backside? Because you you just think. I, I'm special, so I'm, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to make some stuff happen, or is there some strategy to it? And he said, I saw space. I saw space to make a move on a guy backside, and I know I can make that move. So, man, as long as you aren't – if there's a method to the madness, I think you got to let a player be a player. But I saw too much of that. I mean, Bijan is going for the home run every time. Every time. And every. You, gotta, you have to coast that out of a kid. Sometimes you say, put your foot in the ground and go. And, and okay, for Donovan on that play, what he saw, he probably also saw a linebacker fast going over the top. That means that he's out of position. If I can make this cut and get back to this gap, I can beat him because I know right now he's fast over the top. He can't get back. So he probably saw stuff in the linebackers playing fast over the top, and the cut was there. If the defensive end was up the field, which he was, then the cut is there. But the defensive end is squeezing, then there's no daylight now. So now he's saying, I'm not going to make that cut. So you probably saw all of that. And a good running back can see that. Well, I will say this. I don't know what Mike said in, in, in the meeting, but I had never been a coach. But if I had been, I'd say, all right, 
Donovan, so you could do that. Blake, you could do that. Rest of y'all don't do that. <laughs> Rest of y'all. That's, hey. But you tell them that. But that's what you tell them. So you see your track, stay on your track. And say, once you become a veteran, you back off. When you're a young guy, stay on your track. You don't have a choice. But as a veteran, you let a guy go be a player. You never take playmaking ability out of that. And, and I learned this when I was a player. I was with the St. Louis Cardinals. This is 1982. We had a free agent come in. And this secondary coach taught press anything different than we, were, than we learned in St. Louis. And, uh, and I was talking to him. So that's how we do it. Coach, and I let him do what he do because that's what he does best. When I became a coach, that's how I start coaching. I'm going to coach you to the strengths of what you can do. I'm not a cookie-cutter coach. Some coaches are cookie-cutters. That means you're taking playmaking ability out of a guy because this is all you know. So that's why, as a coach, I learn different things from different people. And now, Sam, your, your ability is different from this guy over here. I'm going to teach you to your strengths. And that's trying to improve your weaknesses, but that, we're going to play to your strengths. And now I'll let you go be a football player. For a young guy, you don't have a choice. You're going to do it this way, period. <laughs> Once you're coming, you're a ball player, then I'll give you more some uh, some latitude to go be a ball ball player. But as a freshman, you it's a hey, it's like daddy say it's this way or no way or it's the sideline with me. And there's no issue with that, Sam. Some old game. You got enough Gatorade for him, man. Ooh, baby, I'm running out. <laughs> hey, I'm at Texas. I had a parent get upset because I say they just saying I was gonna be drinking Gatorade with me. Why be mad? The truth is the truth. I mean, to me, I never, I never held anything back. I was always honest, and a lot of guys can't have that honesty. I'm gonna tell it my own way, but I'm gonna be honest about a guy. I mean, because you know what? Like a coach told me one time, you keep playing him, you're gonna put a for sale sign in front of your house. So I always tell guys this: I like you, I love my wife. So for sale sign or stay here. Goodbye and good luck, son. <laughs> like, hey, damn, it wasn't difficult. <laughs> I said, hey, when I was a coach in the Chicago Bears, I told my players the same thing. I said, I like all you guys, but remember this. I got the pen last. So you want to act a fool when somebody call you about free agency? I'm going to cut you. I'm going to I said, I'm gonna get the last. Last. I'm good. I said, I'm dirty. I just understand that. I'm going to win somehow. So, Sam, you're a young guy. It's my way or Gatorade way. Either way, I'm good. <laughs> I hear you. All right, so, Vance, call this guy. You gave me the game plan. You told you even talked some offense. For Michigan, how is this game going to play out? Give me a winner and a score. You know, I'm going to pull the Wolverines. I'm going to pull the Wolverines. I'm going to put 35-27. It's going to be close. 35-27. And we got to play great in the second half because TCU's offense, they're a better second-half team than the first-half team. They, they like us. They, we do a great job adjusting in halftime. They also do a great job adjusting in halftime. Yeah, I think it's, what, 17 points? In the second half, uh, like the last seven games or something crazy like that, yeah. teams just don't do it in the second half. I mean, Ohio State, three points in the second half against Michigan? Yeah. I, I feel unbelievable. Yeah. Michigan makes great defensive adjustments at halftime, yeah. too. So, And here, here's a news flash for y'all because there's a whole lot of talk about the offensive adjustments they made. They, I was told we didn't change anything. <laughs> we didn't change a thing. Well, we, we went halftime and said, oh, yeah, we – we're going to come back it. out and keep doing what we was doing. Because it was That's some right. holes there. Even running the ball, it was some holes there. Yeah. Now, Donovan getting in the groove, he going to hit those. That's exactly what happened. No no yeah. offensive adjustments at all. How about that? They, they didn't. We ran the ball on them. They weren't used to it. I mean, I, I still don't understand what man was doing defensively. I'm clueless. I mean, because I have a lot of respect for him. I mean, he's an excellent 
defensive coach, defensive mind. I was shocked when I saw his defensive game plan. You, you don't steal somebody else's game plan. You, I, I've never done that. I might try to implement a couple of things, but at the end of the day, I'm going to do what I've always done because it got me to that point. I mean, and, and I told you my story. We're playing uh, West Virginia, and I'm going to bless them just because. It make a difference. If they hit a play, but that's what we were. I, I didn't change a single thing. Ohio State changed a whole defensive scheme, and it cost them. And, of course, the offensive scheme didn't change. We're going to throw the football. And I'm going to go back. Ohio State run the football. They're going to have a chance to compete and beat Georgia. But they're going to sit back and say we're going to throw it 50 times a game. They're going to lose. Vez Beffert. 35 to 27. We got you down, my brother. This was a great breakdown as always. We're going to be back next week breaking it down with the telestrations. We're going to break down that victory Vance is talking about before we head out to L.A. to watch the Wolverines in the national championship game. We're going to speak it into existence. I know you guys will be there to join, to join us. We'll be back tomorrow with the offensive preview from Al Borges. Right? He has a couple plays. He might have a couple plays for you. You know how Al is, right? So, so Al has a couple of TCU plays that he wants to show you. We'll see if we can do if we can find time to do that. But definitely we'll have the breakdown tomorrow morning. So be on the lookout for the notice for that. We'll be back at that time. In the meantime, in between time, you like this video, be sure to actually like it on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. Tell all your friends about the same thing on the podcast page. And don't forget, you want to follow us where it all goes down over the MichiganInsider.com. That's where you can really find out football, basketball, and recruiting. Some big-time recruits still out there. 50% off an annual subscription is still going on right now. That includes for you monthly subscribers who want to upgrade. You get 50% off, too. Take advantage of it while you can. Until next time, folks, thanks for watching another Michigan football preview focused on the defense with Vance Beffer. We'll see you next time. Hell to the victors.